AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. In LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570, LA Sports. So uh, I've got a theory I want to get to later this hour, Rodney, about uh, Cody Bellinger. I'm going to draw some comparisons. Okay. And you tell me if it makes sense. Okay. May have the answer here to help Cody Bellinger. You got the answer. I may have it. Thought about it. I put some time into this. You did? Yeah. Yeah. You don't realize. On the side in your sports psychology class you teach. Well, I'm not saying I'm a sports psychologist, but I am saying this. I'm a human being. Uh-huh. And I think That we, counts for something. Yeah, damn right it does, Rodney. <laughs> that does count for something. So anyway, let's do that later on in the hour. And now let's bring on the capologist for NBA TV and Bleacher Report, one of the best in the business. Usually, usually is right. Usually is right. I'm saying usually. More often than not, he nails it. It's our friend Eric Pincus. And Eric, good afternoon to you. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Looking forward to a crazy free agency. Yeah, right now, did, did you like the way I set you up? I mean, were you okay with that? It's true. I mean, except when we when I talk to my wife, she's the one who's usually right. But other, other than that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So it goes to show you that she's listening. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, Eric, here we go with free agency. Let's start with Kawhi Leonard opting out. We all knew he was going to do that. Do the Clippers have any choice? They have to sign him, right? I mean, I think they want to, let alone have to. I mean, it, he's got a bad injury. It's a, it's an ACL tear. And while they tried to sell it as a partial tear and not a complete rupture, which is accurate, the surgery is basically the same. I mean, they have to go in there and really repair it. So he may not even play this season, but uh, they're going to most likely pay him well, certainly they'll pay him. The question is, what does Kawhi do? And while I expect him to pay to stay, and I think everybody that I talk to in the industry thinks he's staying, he is an, a different kind of guy. And would it completely blow my mind if he left? No. But all that said, I do think he's back with the Clippers. Yeah, and from the Clippers' standpoint, it, it, they're in that they're in a tough spot because they can't they can't really let him get away because the last thing they would need from a Clipper organization that's still in the shadow of the Lakers, Lakers won a title a year ago, they missed out in the last couple of years, they see Kawhi go to another team, and Kawhi's still relatively young, he has been injured, but goes to another team and win, that would be even more devastating to the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's their best player, he's their, their franchise guy, and uh, it's unfortunate and you're going to have to live through a down season. And I think they're good enough to be uh, in the mix for the, the playing game, at least, maybe even a, a playoff seed. But they, obviously they're not nearly as good without Kawhi. He's a, a tremendous player. He's one of the best players in the league still, when healthy. All right. So when free agency begins, uh, have the Lakers already determined the guys that are going to play for the minimum to come and uh, have a chance <laughs> to win with LeBron? Do you think that's already done? I don't know if it's done. I mean, well, certainly legally, of course it's not. <laughs> I mean, you're not even supposed to have conversations, but does that mean 
that the Lakers aren't. The entire league does it. It's it's just the nature of the game. The last week, teams have been reaching out to players and lining up possibilities. So uh, the Lakers, of course, are trading for, for Westbrook, and they only have a handful of guys on the roster. So they need a lot of players. I think they'll bring back Wesley Matthews. Uh, I think they'll bring back Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, the young guard. Um, I, I, it doesn't look like Alex Caruso is staying, and I think a lot of Laker fans are – at least by the reaction on Twitter, not happy with the idea of that. I've been trying to put it out there that, that my intel is that he's probably going maybe to Charlotte Hornets or the Washington Wizards or another team uh, for, for about $10 million or more money, and that's a little too rich for the Lakers' blood given they'll be in the, the luxury tax. But as far as what free agents they're going to go for, they have about $6 million to go chase somebody. And the question is, who? Who do you spend that $6 million on? It could be a guard like Patty Mills, who's like a really good end-game closer, plays some defense, is super clutch. I mean, that that's a, an interesting choice. They need maybe a wing, uh, a big wing, maybe an auto porter type. Uh, but certainly minimum guys are going to come. Like, uh, I think Dwight Howard might return. There's a shot for Carmelo Anthony. I'm not holding my breath on that one. I think that one's a little bit more of a reach. Uh, but a lot of LeBron guys, a lot of wait, why, AD why, guys. Wait, Eric, why, why is Carmelo a reach? So he, this is my theory, and it's not fact, but it may be true. Uh, Carmelo was with the Knicks when there was all that drama with you know, Phil Jackson and Kurt Rambis was, he was an assistant. There. It was a whole thing. And Kurt Rambis has a very big say in what the Lakers do. The, the, he's a, a key advisor in their front office. And so, while LeBron would certainly love to have Carmelo, I think there's going to have to be some bridges built for someone like Kurt Rambis to accept that. I don't know if that's a, that's not just a, oh, yeah, no problem. Sure, that's like, uh, let me think on that one because I'm not, I'm not feeling Carmelo kind of vibe. But, you know, it's, what they say is, you know, strange bedfellows. Like, you, you, there's a lot of marriages of convenience, and if, if LeBron is adamant and Maybe Kurt will relent. I'm not going to say what he's going to do, and I might be even projecting that maybe, maybe bygones are bygones, and and they've moved past this. But uh, I know at the time it was not a a positive thing. All right, let me ask you this: If Alex Caruso goes to Washington, is there some way that they could rework the Westbrook deal, and then include Caruso in some sort of sign and trade so the Lakers could get more assets? Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, no, now you're, that, that's how I think, uh, and I, I appreciate it. it. So many people ask questions that I, if you follow my Twitter, that I just, uh, they're, they're, not, they're not well informed. But that is actually uh, where I go with it. I, I don't know if that's what they'll do, but uh, certainly you can. Now, the challenge is, is that Caruso would be getting a raise. He didn't make a lot of money, relatively speaking, last year. And so it, let, let's say he gets a, a, let's just say $12 million starting deal. To the Lakers, it would only count as $6 million going out just based on the rules of the, of the league. It's called DYC, and we don't have to get into that. So, uh, yeah, they could get more. Is it enough more? It, it, maybe. I mean, if you can get another player, you might be able to bring back someone making as much as uh, even eh, closer to nine, $9 million or $8 million or something like that. I have to look at the exact situation with the timing and whatnot. So, yeah, they could bring back someone else. I, I would expect – that if he chooses Washington, that there's that conversation. The, the Lakers don't have to make this deal. They can't make this deal until August the 6th. And Alex Caruso and the Wizards can officially start negotiating in a couple hours or however many hours we have left. So if they do come to terms, 
then Rob and uh, Tommy Shepard, Rob Plink and Tommy Shepard, the, the top guys of each franchise, certainly can see if there's something to be done. Hey, Eric, were you scratching your head on, on the Westbrook deal with the Lakers, as a lot of people were, given what the Lakers were looking for or needed in terms of uh, uh, shooters and uh, their lack of three-point <laughs> shooting last year? No, well, so originally, like people asked me about it months and months ago. Hey, can the Lakers get Westbrook? And I'd be like, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I thought that uh, he was going to stick with Washington unless the Wizards were going to move Beal, and then maybe they'd blow it up. So the surprise is more on the Washington side that it went the way it went. And, and ultimately, they feel like they can keep Beal and the moves they're making can help them keep Beal. That's the surprise. On the Lakers side, uh, I wasn't shocked. I had heard uh, about I don't know, a week or so, a couple weeks ago, that I was my skepticism on Westbrook was, was wrong, that they were seriously looking at that possibility. But they were also talking to Buddy Heald. But they, they wanted guys like Chris Paul or, or Russell Westbrook. And as good a shooter as Buddy Heald is, he was like a plan C. And Westbrook and Paul were plan B, and Lillard and Dame were plan A. They never had a shot at plan A. So to get someone who's an attacker like Westbrook, I think the fit is better with Buddy Heald. But I think they'll get more wins with Russell Westbrook. And, and I know that sounds kind of contradictory, but I don't think it's all about shooting. I don't think it's – the Bucks didn't shoot well and won a title. The Lakers were one of the worst shooting teams in the league a couple of years ago and won a title. I think they can add shooters. They can add cheap shooters, maybe not great shooters, but good shooters. And the, the power of those three, I think, is going to be very formidable. All right, so when you're looking at the cheap shooters, and uh, you, know, you basically dinged Carmelo Anthony – who are the cheap shooters? Where are they? Uh, you, you said Wesley Matthews probably comes back. He didn't have a, a knockdown great year, but uh, he can shoot when he's hot. Who are these guys? Where are they? Yeah, yeah. Wes will hit six in a game, and then he'll hit one for the next two or three, and that's okay. He's a good defender, and he's a great teammate. Uh, Carmelo, I, I just want to say I've always been a, a pro-Carmelo guy. When when he kind of got blackballed a little bit, I was always like, no, Carmelo has a place in this NBA. Uh, as far as shooters, Wayne Ellington is a former Laker, great guy. Uh, certainly, you could look at uh, J.J. Redick. I mean, if you add I – mean, J.J. doesn't have a ton, but, like, toward, he doesn't have a ton left. But you go to, like, LeBron teams, and historically, he had guys like Kyle Corver near the end of his career, yeah. and you just have these guys space the floor, hit a few big shots. Mike Miller, and no, you, yeah, Mike Miller. It's 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 a it's a LeBron staple, and yeah, you know, there there are like I think Patty Mills is an interesting guy because beyond being a good shooter and a solid defender, he's also someone who is like I've got the ball, I can make a clutch shot, and that when you when you have someone else on the floor with LeBron who's a, a real threat, not just to just catch and shoot, but to create something and who can also catch and shoot, then, then you're dangerous. And that just opens things up a little bit more with Westbrook as well. So uh, there, there, are, there are a lot of good veterans who won't get money simply because there's not enough money out there. I mean, we've heard maybe Rudy Gay is a possibility. He's a, an, a good enough shooter. You don't need knockdown lights-out shooters. You just need enough guys who can play defense, understand their role, and hit some open shots when they come to it. That give you know. That being said, what what is the value now for Dennis Schroeder, and and what's mm. going on with him? Can they are they going to sign him back? Do they have to sign him back? <laughs> I mean, where where does he stand? Because obviously his value dropped towards the end of the season. Well, he, he, his value did drop, but like before AD got hurt, he had like 
20, two 20 point games in the playoffs. And then AD got hurt. And what he couldn't do was step into that role and carry the team with LeBron. So yeah, he was exposed in some ways, but if you look at the whole, I thought overall he had a very solid season and some solid moments in the playoffs, but the, there are a lot of point guards in this market. There are more point guards than any, any other position more than there's barely any wings. There's a lot of solid, like Dwight Howard, Enos Cantor type centers who are solid, you know, Robin Lopez guys who aren't going to completely change a franchise, but there are a ton of guards and you know, from Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry guys who aren't Lakers aren't getting obviously. Uh, so that's really, you know, that that's really the question is who wants Dennis Schroeder and you start looking at the teams and I see, I think Lonzo Ball is probably going to Chicago. That's the buzz. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's out there. I don't know where he's going. Uh, Lowry is, is looking, looks like he's going to Miami. You start checking off teams and very quickly the market is dried up for Dennis, but you just need one team and Toronto doesn't have a solution at the point. They're getting Dragic, It sounds like, but they're not going to keep him. He might go to Dallas. So I, I think the market for Dennis, if he can find a team, is around $20 million a year. But if he can't find that team, where is he going to get that money? Now, a sign-in trade with the Lakers becomes more likely than, than, than keeping him. I, just, I don't see him staying, but maybe they can get some assets on the way out, but only if he gets squeezed out of the market. Yeah, I mean, how can he stay? They, they're certainly not going to be able to or want to pay him that kind of money. So basically, he's he's gone. It's just can they get something as you point out as he leaves? They don't want him anymore, Mark. I mean, Eric. I you know I I don't think they do. And obviously, they went out and got uh, Westbrook, and and you're paying forty four million, and Westbrook's going to play the massive amount of a mi- uh, minutes, and you're probably not going to back him up with Schroeder at, at at a at a real cost. So, it, but again, you ask the question, and that is the question. It's it's like what is the market? And that's going to determine what he does. Uh, I think he'll find something, but, and I don't expect a sign and trade. It's, it's probably not going to happen, but at the same time, it could definitely happen. If, if the market's not there, then you don't need a team with cap space. The Lakers can trade him to a team that, that needs a point guard that doesn't have cap room. That's willing to give up something the Lakers want, but anything the Lakers add costs a lot of money because there's a luxury tax. If you add 10, $20 million, now you're paying like an extra 20, 30 million in tax or who knows what in tax. And now they're paying 240 million for their roster when they paid 150 million last year or something like that. that you don't want it to go out. Of, you know, that's why they're losing Alex Caruso, because if you look at what they'd be paying to keeping to pay Caruso, it's probably like $30 million if you include the tax. So yeah, he's worth six, 7 million, but he's not worth like 30 million. So th- right. those are the issues. And that being said, and I, I suggested this earlier, give me your take. I think the Lakers really have to win at this upcoming season with those three, that money, whoever they can surround them with, because every year they're going to continue to pay those guys. They're going to get a year older and the chances realistically of them winning a title, I think diminish every year. When you have committed this much money to three players at this age, they've got to win it this year. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, you get LeBron, you have to win that that happened that that trigger was pressed when they got LeBron the first year and and of course they had a bunch of kids and and a year later they didn't have any of those kids <laughs> all those kids uh, they had Kuzma left but everyone else was gone and they went and got AD and and got their championship and now we're looking and and this last year there, there was a lot that went on AD got hurt it, it's it's hard to win in this 
in this league even healthy. It's why the Spurs never won two in a row and why you look at Michael Jordan and, and what he did as such an accomplishment or the Warriors or the or the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe or just Kobe. It is hard to win in this league consistently. When you have LeBron, you have to win. And so every move they make is about winning, including like Taylor Horton Tucker. If he's not ready, if they can get him to show up and, and really be special, but if he's not quite ready to help them win, then, yeah, I could see them eventually trying to turn him into another star veteran who can help them win if, if that's what he's worth because it's about winning right now. I do think they want to keep Taylor, and I think they want him to be the, the star alongside LeBron. But yeah, the point being is, is it's about winning now 100%. All right, before we let you go, let's assume Kawhi is not going to play next year. Let's just assume he sits it out. He gets paid $36 million um, for breathing which is a nice paycheck to get up in the morning and receive. What do the Clippers do? What can they right. do? <laughs> so they're in a similar boat as the Lakers in that they have about $6 million to spend and then minimums. Uh, they have to decide what they can do with Reggie Jackson because he's only been with them for two years, and the most they can pay him is about $10.4 million. And that might be enough, but it might not. Plus, he has to take a two-year deal, so he has to commit to that money for two years if he wants it. And just based on the rules, that he may be okay. I'll stay for one year at ten, but I don't want to stay for two years at ten. So that's a, a that would be a big loss because he was he was amazing for them in the playoffs. Uh, they could look to trade. They've got some decent players that I don't think Luke Kennard lived up to their expectations, but if you included like Avita Zubats and Kennard, you could definitely get something you know, potentially solid back. They've got Patrick Beverly. Uh, they don't have a lot of draft cur- currency because they trade a lot of picks to get uh, Paul George. So I, I really think focusing on bringing back Reggie Jackson and Nicholas Batum is the goal. But even those things aren't a lock. So it's it's a it's a strange year where they've got to do their best to try to win, but they're only going to they they might be a playoff team. I think they're a playoff team on the on the edge, but they're not a contender this year without Kawhi. Three o'clock free agency begins here on the West Coast. Starts at three. At what time will we know the first deal? Three oh one. No, it's 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 not three oh one. I mean, come on, they talk about three oh one a minute. In the past, it's already done. Right? Like you said, it's already done. It's, yeah. There are some deals that are are. I wish I could say that this is like a Boy Scout league, but it's it's just it's no. not. I mean, it's deals are worked out and they'll be announced. And if someone wants to say, oh. We worked out a. It's nonsense. It's just impossible. Yeah, we worked out this hundred and fifty million dollar contract in thirty seconds. But you know that's that's what's going to happen. And in the next, in the first ten seconds, if something doesn't come out in ten seconds in the free agency, I'll be surprised. All right. Well, Eric, uh, capologist for NBA TV and Bleacher Report, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on today. All right, guys. Anytime. All right, there he goes, our buddy Eric Pincus. Yeah, everything he said, I told you, he's usually right. Yeah. His stuff's pretty solid. Yeah. How do you stop that though? You know, the whole three o'clock deadline, you can't talk to anybody and all that stuff. It just, it, it's not even realistic, you know, cause it's all, it's a race, right? Everybody's trying to race to figure out what we're going to do. And so you have to have conversations, whether it be not directly with the player, maybe, or, or the agent, maybe, but you're talking to uncle Dennis. Sure. You're talking right. to, you're talking to somebody, right. You know, we're gonna work this out with Uncle Fred, and then Uncle Fred's gonna, <laughs> Uncle Fred's gonna pass this along to you at three at two fifty nine. Right. So you ready to go? <laughs> Boom, done. Where do I sign? Uh, all right, I've got a theory on Cody Ballinger. 
Okay. All right. I've got a theory on Cody Bellinger. I'm going to share it with you. And normally my theories do not make sense to you, but let's see if this one makes sense today. All right. I'm game. I'm open mind, Fred. Oh, I wouldn't go anywhere. I just saw something. Oh. I think I'd stay right there during this break. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We're going to bust it. Don't go anywhere. Lived it. And Fred. Oh, yeah. Rodney P. Fred Rogan on a Monday. Kicking it off for you. Big weekend. Big week ahead. Getting ready for you. Oh, yeah. Dodgers and Astros. Ooh, starts yeah. tomorrow. Angel in L.A., are you there? Oh, yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> Angel! Yes, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Fight on, Pete. Yeah, baby. Well, congratulations. You did it. You were caller five. You're going to see the Astros and the Dodgers on Wednesday night. You'll see Max Scherzer pitch. How about that? I am ready to lose my voice booing for the Asterix. Cannot wait. All right. Who are you going to take to the game? Uh, I'm, if they're listening in, I'm either taking my brother and my nephew first. If not, I'm going to go to the fellas. All right. Okay. All right. I'm sure your brother or your nephew will be calling you very soon. <laughs> yeah, I, you I, if they're be. paying attention, I'm sure they will. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it, and I'll represent you guys well out there at Dodger Stadium. Thank you very yeah. much. Take some photos, man. Give us a shout. Absolutely. Cool. All right, Angel. Thanks again. Uh, and keep listening for your chance to win the hottest ticket in town to see the Dodgers take on the Houston Astros this Wednesday at Dodger Stadium and check out the new Michelob Ultra Batter's Eye Bar in center field. And we're not done, huh, Fred? We got oh, no. more. We got more tickets. Come on. We're not fooling around we're here. We're not fooling around. We've got, uh, maybe we'll do, well, we'll see. We have two more sets that we have to give away either today or tomorrow. Right, Kevin? Okay. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. Keep listening, and we'll give you a chance to go to the game, because that's who we are. Yeah, givers. All right, I got a theory now. Okay, let me, right. let me hold on. Okay, settle in, because you know how this is. Settle in my chair real quick. Okay. You know. So we know Cody Bellinger has really been struggling. I mean, it, it, it's painful to watch the guy now. And you can see in his eyes, it's painful for him. All yeah. right? So all of that is makes sense so far. Yes. Okay. Yes. Simone Biles is going to compete tonight. Or she's going to compete in the final event for the United States. You know, she stepped out, said mentally I wasn't there, had a case of the twisties, meaning I got lost in the air and I didn't want to hurt myself or hurt the team. So she stepped out, she tapped out. Now she says she's going to give it one more shot. In, in the vault. Okay, but she took the time. She had the awareness to say, I can't go. And she was criticized by some people and applauded by others. Yeah, and, and criticized again for coming back. Right. Uh, it's a no win. I mean, that's got to be a tough spot to be in when you just think you can't do it. You've trained your whole life. This is it. This is really the only thing you're training for, and you can't go. But she stood up, raised her hand, and said, take me out. Give me a little time here. And if I can, I will. All right, she's going. Do you think, given the struggles that Cody Bellinger is having, he might want to raise his hand and say, I am struggling here, and I am not fighting my my way out of this. Let me go down to Arizona for a week and just work on my hitting, work on my game. Let me get out of here and just focus and try to get myself righted and come back and play. Do you think maybe he should suggest 
I need a mental health day or a mental health week here and get myself righted. What do you think of that theory? Not all bad, Fred. Oh, thank you. Not, you know what? That's not all bad. Not all bad. Um, you know, I, I, sometimes as a as a hitter uh, in, in baseball, even if it were football in, in that matter, sometimes you're so afraid of taking yourself out of it that that you don't want to be replaced, and you don't you you fear that you may not get your job back, and so there there's always that lingering fear. It's different than Simone Biles. Simone Biles at one point she's going to get that feeling back, like hopefully she does on the beam and and goes and and bees be Simone Biles again. Um, it's an individual thing. Even though she's a part of the team, it's an individual thing. Whereas in, in, in other sports, it's a team thing. And so there's always somebody there to take your place. And so that's a, that's, that's a real fear for a lot of guys if I'm out of the lineup. And you hear all kinds of cliches about, about hitting and how you get out of a slump and slumps happen and bunch your way out of a, out of a slump or one hit. On once, all he gets takes is one, one good hit, and we and you hit the home run the other day. You're like, okay, now he may be out of this thing. So you always feel you're like one hit away or one little thing away for doing that. Um, I think right now, though, for Cody, being in the situation where you're seeing other guys being really hot, A.J. Pollock, Chris Taylor, now you're adding Trey Turner to the mix, um, there's a real danger that you may not get back in that lineup if you leave. But at the end of the day, it might be the best thing for you. But once you're out of sight, sometimes you're out of mind, Fred. So that's a real tough thing for him to suggest it. Now, if the Dodgers come to him, that's a whole different thing. You like you have to welcome that. Yeah, maybe you're right. But if you go to them and say, hmm, I need to shut this down. I need some personal time to go work on my swing. Send me, I'm going to go to Arizona and just work on some things. They could be taken two ways as, okay, this is an opportunity. We're going to let the other guys go. Or, yeah, take a few days. When you get back, get ready. You feel right. We'll bring you, put you back in. But if you go back down there and you come back and it's the same thing, what happens then? Well, but it's the same thing if the Dodgers suggest it. We're going to send you to Arizona for a couple of days, for a week. Go down there, work with our people. No pressure. Just get yourself righted. Come on back up. He comes back up, and if it's the same thing, it's the same thing. Well, it's all—it's an ego thing if he yeah. does it himself, though. It takes yeah. a lot for a major league player who's a former MVP rookie of the year to tell himself, Correct. I don't have it. I need you guys to take me out of the lineup so I can go work on stuff. It's different if they do it for you. Exactly. It makes it easier if they do it for right. you. You, you think it makes it easier? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you think? They say, listen, Cody, look, we, we got some guys that are hitting. We're in the middle of it. You, you, we can afford for you to go work on this right now. Um, because some other guys are hot, we we're, we're in this push run. We've had some guys are back healthy. It's a t- if you're going to do this, now's the time to go try to work on this. Get yourself right for our our stretch run. If you do it, it it is a different it's a different animal. It is. I don't care how it, it sounds great. It's like you're being the bigger person, but it still will be conceived in a lot of ways that oh, he's lost his confidence. You know, he's got to go work on that. It better work. Whereas if the Dodgers do it, it wasn't like, okay, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't bring this up, but I'm going to go do it. I'm going to work on my on on my hitting, and and hopefully it works out. So it's a different it's a different thing, absolutely. As Kevin's right, if if the Dodgers suggest it as opposed to Cody doing it on his own. See, I look at it differently. I, I look at it like, okay, I'm coming to you. Look, we all see what's going on here, and uh, let me take some time, go down there. I'm assuming 
you're going to put me back in the game. Of course, he's Cody Bellinger. They're not going to just sit him. They're going to give him that shot. And you go, well, what if it doesn't work out? I'd rather be the one saying, hey, I acknowledge, I'm, I realize here I'm struggling, rather than them coming to me and going, hey, man, we know you're struggling. Yeah, yeah we all know. I'd rather be the one to go, okay, I, I recognize this now myself. I see it. I understand but what's, it. But what's, what's and, and you're saying going away to Arizona, so uh, I'm sure he is getting extra time with the hitting I'm sure right now for the Dodgers. What is Arizona, you're saying, is going to take him away from everything mm-hmm. for a minute? Mm-hmm. And, and that will help him? So it's more of a get away from the game, get away from the action deal? All I have to do in Arizona is show up, work with the coaching staff, work on my swing, get myself righted. I have no pressure. There's no pressure on me here. I'm not going to come up with the bases loaded and sit down after three strikes. Uh, that's not going to happen to me here. Yeah, uh, but the, but the, again, but that's the whole point, the pressure. Right, but what you I'm know, saying you, is... If you can, but it swings look, off, Rodney, I, it swings I, off. Look, I, I, can go out, I can go on the driving range and hit the ball as good as anybody. Fair. Okay, I can go out, but, but put me in a tournament, it's a whole different deal where I've got one shot to make it. You know what I mean? I got I got a hundred yards out, like uh, uh, what's his name, Xander Shoffley did. <laughs> you know, he's got a hundred yards out. He's got to hit par to win the gold medal, and he puts it a few feet, and then he makes the putt. That's different than yeah, I got fifteen shots at the range to do it. He's not in that moment. So the only way to come out of it is you got to be in that moment in order to come out of it. Because hitting the ball in Arizona with no pressure is different than hitting the ball at Dodger Stadium with all the pressure on you. Yeah, but I, I think in this situation, his swing is messed up. He doesn't even look comfortable. I think it's mechanical. As If the mechanics flush themselves out, he'll be more confident. I think this is mechanical. But they've got their best hitting coaches right right here with him. Yeah, but... That are di- analyzing him and looking at him. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's getting there early and staying late and analyzing his swing and doing all the things he can, but you also have to apply that when you get to the plate. Right. I'm and what I'm saying You can't simulate a real game in Arizona. No, that's true. But I'm not even asking him to simulate a real game. I'm saying go down there, get your swings. Don't stand up there like you're twelve feet tall and can't move. I mean, his swing is off. It doesn't look good and you can see he's frustrated. You can yes, see no his doubt. body language. No doubt. I mean his head is hanging, he's walking back from the plate. Yeah, there's no confidence right there's now. There's no confidence. I'm just saying take a break. Get yourself righted. Be Simone Biles. I can't go. I can't go. Obviously, again, she's been criticized, but it's difficult for somebody to go. I can't do it right now. Just give me a minute. I'm not asking. I'm not tapping out for the year. Yeah, but the difference of that one, Fred, that that analogy is Simone Biles is like, it's it's like uh, Naomi Osaka can't go. Nobody's replacing Naomi Osaka. When she comes back, she's going to be Naomi Osaka. Nobody, Tiger Woods steps down. I, I can't go. I can't play in these three tournaments. I got to go get my swing right. I got to. He's coming back as Tiger Woods and going to be placed in a tournament. You know, there's no there's no guarantee Cody's going to come back and they put him right back in the lineup. And if he does and struggles again the same way, that he's ever going to get back there again. All so right. It's a different. It's a different analogy. Okay, but if he struggles now, he's not going to be in the lineup. I mean, when Trey Turner gets here, let's just be really honest here. There's no way they can run him out there if he's hitting a buck fifty. They can't do it. They won't do it. 
Yeah, he's only got a few more left because we're hitting. We're we're in August now. You know, they're making a run at the Giants. They, like Dave Vassay just told us, the schedule for August and September is brutal. They got San Diego several times. They got to play the Mets. Um, it it doesn't get easier. So, and you're trying to catch the Giants. Not like they're 20 games ahead. So, yeah, the opportunities for him to be in the lineup are are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and fewer and fewer and fewer. So. He's got to find a way to get it around. I I mean, it could work. I'm not saying that it's not a possibility and it couldn't work beautifully, get away from it, go swing in Arizona for a week and then come back. That could definitely work. I just know it's a different to think, okay, I got it all figured out in Arizona, and you come here and you're in live pitching with 50,000 people in the stands and, and it's a one-run ball game. You have to simulate that, not just hitting in, in a cage in Arizona. You know, it just struck me sitting here. You heard what Rodney said? You heard my theory. What do you think of Cody Bellinger going to the club and saying, give me a couple of days, let me get myself righted, and when I get back, I'll be better than ever? Would you agree with that? 866-987-257. Ow. Yes, you are. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a Monday. Big week. Big week. Lots going on this week, Freddie. Let's go. All right, let's do it. So Simone Biles will compete in the final event of the individuals at the Olympics, but she stepped out. She said, I can't go. I'm not there. Could hurt myself. I could hurt the team. I'm not going to do it. She was criticized for that by some. Others applauded that decision. So now you look at what Cody Bellinger is going through, and it's not good. Should he... Would it be a good idea for him to raise his hand and say, let me go work this out? Because here, here, here's the dilemma. First of all, they're not going to send Cody Bellinger to Oklahoma City. They're not going to humiliate him like that. So we know that's not going to happen. Second, if he continues to struggle, they're not going to put him in the lineup. He's just going to sit there. Might it be a better idea for him just to go and try to get himself together and come back? Eddie and Marina Del Rey, thanks for holding. What do you think? I agree with you. I, I, I watch almost every Dodger game, born in Brooklyn, Fred, and the reason why I live in L.A. is because of the Dodgers. I worked for the government, and I could have went to any city I transferred, but I came here because of my Dodgers. But listen, uh, I've been watching Cody the last two years. Even his MVP year, he had a bad August. This is two years now. He had a bad last year. Of course, we had COVID, but still. And he had a terrible this year. Do you know right now, as of Saturday night, he has the lowest batting average in the history of baseball. The lowest batting average is Chris Davis. In, in two, two, a few years ago for the Orioles, he hit around 168. That's where Cody is right now. This is embarrassing. And his swing doesn't change. He turns that bat, the fat part of the bat, almost 360 degrees before. He, it's like hitting a softball. He, I'm sure the coaches are working with him. I thought your Arizona idea might be good, but I don't. I think he refuses to change. Go back and look at his swing, Fred. Right. He doesn't change anything from last year. Got it, Eddie. Uh, thank you, we, we, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. No, we got it. We got it. Thank you very much. There was and and remember there was a big there was a big to do about him changing after his rookie year because there was a point. Remember he burst on the scene. There was a point that everybody caught up to him a little bit. So he changed coming in the next year a little bit. I think he was standing a little less upright. It feels like he's back upright again. Uh, but you mentioned a good point, Fred, about the Oklahoma City thing. Um, they can't send him down. I, 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 look, if you're raising your hand, say, look, I I'm, I don't have it. I don't have it. Oklahoma City is a better 
approach than going to Arizona hitting off with no pressure on you, not real live pitching in a real game situation. Why not? Go down there for four or five games. Try to get it back. Try to get it back in live action. Okay. I'm saying that if he if he raised his hand, you got to check your ego at the door if you're going to raise your hand to say I'm not, you know, I'm not getting it done. I got I got to I got to do something different. Go down to and play in some live action games. All right, Tony and Whittier, what do you think? And I agree with Rodney 100%. You know, you got to check your ego at the door. Eventually something has to give. You know, he can't just ride the pine till till the end of the season. I say send him down to OKC and just have him work on some work on his swing, play a few live games and See what comes out of it. Something has to give because we know coaches are working on him. We know he can hit for power. We know he's he's a stud with the glove, but his bat is just dead at the moment, and something has to change. Appreciate it, Tony. Yeah. Thanks. And sometimes that change might have to be something radical, Fred. And, and radical may be, look, we're going to bring you back, but go down there for and get four or five games in. Where you get four or five at bats a game, and so we can work on that and 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 apply what you some changes that we we suggest to you. Joe and Mission Viejo, go ahead. Yeah, how you doing, Fred? Hey, hasn't he been in Arizona more than he's been on the team so far this year? Yeah, but also that's I wanted to say he just he keep. Yeah, but he still had to rehab there before he joined the team. Yeah, so that was time for him to work on a swing. Yeah, what like he was lighting it up before he left. He, yeah, not really. I mean, he, his problem is he swings into the shift every time. He should bunt it down third base line a couple times. Uh, in his MVP year, the first half, he was hitting the ball a lot the other way. He started slumping once he started pulling the ball. Joe, thanks for the call. So, really appreciate that. Uh, you know, he, he should hit against the shift. Okay, maybe he should. I got a better idea. How about just hit it? I well, mean, he is hitting it, that... Fred. He is hitting. Well, yeah. I mean, he is hitting the ball. Actually, it's not. It's not. He's striking out four times a game. He's hitting. I mean, he's hitting the ball, and like I said, he's, he's pulling everything, and he doesn't go the other way as, as much as you should. I, don't, you know, so it's it's not that he's not making any contact at all. He's making some contact. It's just not not good contact. Manny and Gardena, go ahead. Well, get it right there. Yes. I'm the dean. BTB feeling you. Hey, so uh, I was with you and the Brooklyn Brawler about the Arizona idea there, Freddie. But now the more I listen to uh, Rodney and the callers, I think Belly does need to go probably to OKC. That way he could get in uh, some work on live pitching. And I honestly think that maybe you send Kenley down uh, either to Arizona or OKC for a while, too. The reason why I want these guys – to be in prime shape come September 15th. And I think the rest and the reset will do them some well. Love the show, guys. Thanks, Manny. Thank uh, no, they're not sending Kenley to Oklahoma City. No, that's not happening. No, that's not going to happen. That, that's going to get worked out if there's a problem up yeah. here. Because that'll get a, that, that'll be a, a, a false sense of security, sending Kenny down to OKC to close games in OKC yeah. as opposed to closing games in the big leagues. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, But uh, yeah, then again... Would you rather, if you're Cody Bellinger, have the Dodgers come to you and say, we're sending you to the OKC, or would you rather go, guys, we all see that there's an issue here. Let me go down for a couple of days or a week, get some at-bats, get things squared away. I still think, Rodney, I understand it's a team game. 
I, I would still. But see, I think that's guy. different, though. I think that's different. Now, 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 now I, I might be in more in sync with you if if he would have come to say, look, I got to work on a few things. I'm trying to change some things up. It might be a good idea for me to change it up in OKC to see if it works, as opposed to trying it at the big league level or trying it in Arizona where there's not no pressure on me. Let me go to OKC for three or four games. Let me see if I can try this new technique, new stance, new swing, whatever I'm doing. Then I might be okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's different. And say, hey, I need to take some time off and go to Arizona and just work on some. Because like Carl said, he's been in Arizona most of the season. Obviously, it didn't work. No. All right, Mitch, go ahead. <laughs> Hello, Fred, Ronnie. Mitch. Did he say something funny? Did he say something funny? <laughs> I know. I, yes. Yes, I know Mitch. Hey, Mitch. 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 Yeah. Mitch. How come Fred says, hey, you're on with you're on Rogan and Ronnie AM 570 LA Sports to everybody else, and he says to you, what do you want, Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> your family. I, I that means your family, family, Mitch. That means your family. Oh, I wish I could work. I, I would work pro bono, but, you know, the way we have a different size. Um, Mitch, we can never even understand you. Go ahead. What is it you want to say? Okay. Either way, I mean, no way that uh, Cody gets his $200 million contract. So that, to me, I hope that means we can keep Corey and Trey. But he should do what's best for him. He can't be a starter. And when he's in the lineup, but hey, but Ronnie, you have a good idea. You should go, you should go uh, fine tune and stuff. All right. Listen, thanks, I don't want him to come to the top. That's good. That's good, Mitch. All right. Good job, Mitch. Good job. Thanks for calling. What? All right, let me ask you a question. You're so mean. I'm not being mean. We love Mitch. And by the way, Mitch will complain if we I don't take his Mitch. call. I love Mitch. We love Mitch. Can you tell me what he said? Can you tell me what Mitch said? I can tell you what he said. What did he say? He said, I wouldn't give Cody Bellinger a $200 million right. contract based on how he's performing. If I had to choose between him and Seager, I would pick Seager yeah, and keep Trey Turner. Keep Trey Turner, and then you don't have to pay him the $200 million. Can yeah. I ask you a And question? Roddy's got a good idea. Maybe go down to Oklahoma City. Right. What, That's what he said. Right. What did the beginning of what he said <laughs> have to do with what we were talking about? I wouldn't give him $200 million. We're trying to get him a bus ticket to Oklahoma City, Mitch. <laughs> and you're saying I wouldn't give him $200. $200 million. Good Lord. All right. That's eh, fine. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? We love you, Mitch. Yeah, we do love Mitch. <laughs> yeah, no, we love Mitch. As you said, Rodney, he's family. No, no, we just want to see him at the holidays. <laughs> All right, well, now we got to come together after that. After that, we have to be brought together, and we will next.